Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Alright, let's go. Let's go. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Oh man, I love it. I love it. You Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. It's the Ken Miller Show. Thanks for joining us here on 1700 The Champ. Trent Condon and myself with you up until 1 o'clock. And then Jimmy B and TC from 1 to 2. Uh, afternoon drive. Your drive looked after by the drive with Trent Condon and Wolfgang. They're on from 4 until 6. And then an Iowa guy, but a national Iowa guy, Bill Ryder, from uh, 6 until 9 or 10. Goes till 9. And then uh, your guy, a former hockey guy, hockey announcer, oh. with a gravelly voice. Pharrell, Pharrell on the bench. I didn't know that. Did he used to do hockey? He did. I, I think didn't the realize. Islanders. Really? Something like that. I had no idea. If you've never listened to that show before and you're in your car late in the evening, flip it over. You'll get a kick. It is a a different style of sports talk. Well, his radio. voice is different. I mean, Absolutely. sounds like he smokes three or four packs a day. Jabadoo. He says that one a lot. Does he? Talks I've never about gambling to... a lot. Oh, so you? That's why you listen. I enjoy it. Right after you know, I finish up on Friday nights, he pops on mm-hmm. right afterwards after mm-hmm. the high school uh, scoreboard show presented by Charter House Real Estate. Thank you again to Mark Charter. Yes. And where is that show this week? Where is the oh. game this week? Well, it could be right next to my house. And, uh, Perfect. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to come back here to the studio, though, mm. to uh, finish up the scoreboard show. But we will be in West Des Moines at Valley Stadium. The old rivals back together again with a trip to the Unidome mm-hmm. on the line. Mm-hmm. This game Valley should be Valley. played at the Unidome. Yeah, it should it be. Feels that way. No offense to the other schools. You know the the RPI came out. Dowling was sixth mm-hmm. in the RPI. They're not the sixth best team. No. in four A. In fact, do you think they'll beat Valley again? It's tough to beat a team yeah. twice. I mean, Valley it handled is. them, Valley and, and Valley has done this twice during this five year run. That's true. They have beat them in the regular season, but Only come to playoff get beat time, in the playoffs. Tom Wilson, he kind of knows what he's doing, huh? Yeah, he does. Uh, look, I'd love to see Swenson get back there. I would, too. I, I, yep. He's a great, great person mm-hmm. and a really good football coach. I'd like to see them get back. Two but, really uh, good defenses. Are they? And weather looks like maybe some rain in the forecast. Now, it looks earlier in the day. We're still a couple days out, though. Mm-hmm. We'll see on that. But last time these teams played in the regular season, uh, different temperature-wise, but it was a rainy day, and yeah. Valley got him in that one, made a couple of big plays in that game. Going to be a lot of fun. It's it just these... These two teams, what they kind of mean to high school football, it's important when they get together. Absolutely is. Absolutely is. Well, you'll be on the air at what time? 6.30? 6.30 with the pregame. We'll talk with Coach Swenson, Coach Wilson mm-hmm. before the game. Hear from them during the pregame show starting at 6.30. 7 o'clock kickoff, and it'll be right at 7 o'clock. There's no wiggle room there. Straight up 7 o'clock kickoff. That's what the boys in Boone want. What they want come playoff time is what they get. So going to be a good one. Winner goes to the Dome. We also have Johnston Southeast Polk. That should be really good. Southeast Polk, of course, with the big upset over Centennial. And uh, Waukee making their way up a week early to the Unidome. 
They go up there to play Cedar oh, Falls. Oh, they play there. That's interesting. Yes. I didn't realize that. Well, they're hoping to make another trip the uh, next week. Uh, David Kaplan is coming up at 1225 with Cappy. We'll talk about the Bears. Boy, do they have a layup this week against the Nathan Peterman-led Buffalo Bills, at least you would think. Although Vikings fans probably thought the same thing, right? Uh, when they made their way to U.S. Bank Stadium in uh, week three, two or three, whatever it was, uh, only to get picked off and embarrassed. So uh, David Kaplan's coming up. And then Zubin Mahente from ESPN uh, will join us as we take you up until 1 o'clock. Bill Bender covers College football. In fact, he's one of their national college football columnists. He joins us to preview the week, to talk a little bit about the uh, playoff rankings that came out. Bill Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. You know what I want to start with you is just the um, the decision that Maryland um, made uh, that caught everybody off guard, Bill. Uh, I don't think anybody saw this coming. Anybody in the media, fans of college football, if you follow a Big Ten team, you just assume that there's no way Durkin can survive this, and the athletic director's probably got to walk the plank with him, yet they're both in place somehow, some way. Um, surprising, Bill Bender. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it's weird because I just thought that investigation would be a way to find cause to fire him for legal ramifications, all those kind of, you know, red tape kind of things. So I was shocked just like you guys. Um, I don't know how you come to terms with that decision because you saw the backlash, obviously. It's going to impact recruiting. It's going to be a distraction for the rest of the season. I actually thought Matt Canada was doing a pretty nice job. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know where you go with that one other than I I think the only way out – and I don't know when it'll happen, but I think it will happen down the line at some point, is that DJ, DJ Durkin resigns from that post. Could the team build force that sooner rather than later? I mean, we saw apparently um, the reports were that a few of the players got up and walked out when DJ Durkin went to address them. Look, if they decide we don't want to, we're not going to play for this coach, and the game against Michigan State is not going to happen because we're not going to show up and play. I mean, I don't, obviously that's that's the most uh, the the furthest step that they could possibly go, right? That might be a last option, but it's an option. And if they were to play that option, that might speed this process in this timeline up. Because ultimately, if the players don't decide uh, that they're not going to play in this thing, I think they could force change very easily. Yeah, I mean that that's another factor. It's not. It's similar in some ways, but dissimilar in some others. So what happened with Minnesota a few years ago with the player walkout, right? Yep. Because that one, Clay's actually voiced his support for the walkout and got fired for that. Um, you know, if it comes to that, I, I, again, I think DJ Durkin ultimately will end up resigning from that job. And you saw the national reaction, the local reaction, mm-hmm. the pretty much everyone's reaction except the people of Maryland, apparently. And I don't – I'll say this, and I talked to – David Steele's a colleague of mine, a wonderful guy, Maryland grad, covers NFL for us. And we had this conversation where, and I think you guys have had this with me, where I told him, you know, Maryland's been so bad for the Big Ten, and I was going on and on and on about it. And he said, you know, maybe the Big Ten was bad for Maryland. And I think that there's something to that on that side, too. Very good point, and an interesting perspective of that. Rutgers, uh, we, we've talked about them a little bit earlier, and they have their own set of issues with a uh, alleged murder plot with one of their players. Just uh, absolutely incredible. Bill, uh, we get to the college football playoff rankings that were released. The first one of the year last night. No surprise at the top. Alabama, Clemson, LSU at three, Notre Dame four. But I want to start first a question that I posed earlier, localizing it first. If Iowa would have won that game last week against Penn State, 
Where do you think the Hawkeyes would have been with two losses? They sit at 16. What would a 7-1 Iowa team with a road win at Penn State, where would they have fallen in this mix? A little bit higher, and I think they would have been in the driver's seat in Big Ten West. And uh, quite frankly, if you're Ohio State or Michigan, you should be rooting for Iowa because I think the committee respects Iowa. Um, If you just need that win at the end of the year Mm -hmm. in the Big Ten Championship, Iowa's the best opponent left on the board. And, uh, you know, for Ohio State, it'd be a chance at revenge. For Michigan, it'd be a chance at revenge, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of that adds up to... You know, one play against Penn State made the difference, and I don't want to. You know, you, I don't want to make you guys relive that again. But I, I honestly thought Iowa had that game, uh, as did I think most of us. Uh, but that was um, let me take a timeout, take a delayed game, yes. do whatever you have to do. Just don't, just don't throw the ball to the Penn State guy. Um, but anyways, throw you know, it into the mountains, right? But we move on, Bill Bender, and I, I want to go back to the playoff with you for a second because. Uh, it's certainly interesting. I didn't think that Kentucky would be Ohio, be uh, ranked 9 and Ohio State's come in there at 10. But where I want to go with you is Central Florida because they sit at 12 unbeaten. And, and Bill, they've got, and I'm not saying that they deserve a spot or will get a spot. And unless there's a bunch of carnage, I don't believe they're going to get one of them. Having said that, uh, with they still have to play Temple, Cincinnati, South Florida. Yes, Navy's in there. They're not very good, but the other three are. And then conceivably a game against Houston for the AAC championship. How high can Central Florida hypothetically get if they run the table, considering their toughest part of the schedule is in front of them? Well, I think the worst part about the rankings for them is the committee kind of slap, honestly, to put Florida ahead of them. Two lost Florida. Um because of, I honestly think UCF would beat Florida head to head if they played. Um, now, how far up that ladder am I going? <laughs> I think, first of all, Ohio State should be ranked ahead of Kentucky. I'll flip mm-hmm. that in there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as for UCF, I just think they said you're not going to the playoffs. Right. Because if they're putting a two loss team ahead of them already, that probably means a two loss Big Ten champion or Big 12 champion would get ranked ahead of UCF even if they do win out. Although, if you're UCF, you want Houston to keep spraying 50 points on people. And uh, they're second-ranked offense in the country by scoring offense. So if you get that game against Houston, maybe it helps. I just think they need so much to happen. And it's not fair. And you guys know you're talking – I'm wearing a Mac shirt right now, an American (laughs) Conference shirt. You're talking to the Mac guy, and I think – I do think it's ridiculous that Florida's ranked ahead of him. I would have put him like nine. Bill, uh, speaking of where you're from – Ohio, let's go to Ohio State. A bye week this week. Now the Urban Meyer, the the brain issues, and that is cropping up. Take us inside how it is right now being in Ohio and and having to stew with that loss to Purdue after the bye week. Yeah, I mean, Urban Meyer's health is all anybody's talked about this week, not the game against the Nebraska team that's kind of got on track a little bit. Um, I'm not saying Nebraska's going to win. I'm just saying Ohio State can't take that game lightly at all. you know, I, I know a lot of people are speculating that this is the same pattern he had at Florida, and there's probably some merit to some of that, but this is a different situation, a different place, and he's older. <laughs> I mean, people yeah. have health problems when they're older. Um, I would say get. I've been trying to do this as patiently as possible, but I tell people, like, check back with me after the Michigan game. I do think November's telling for the direction of the program, and if they somehow lose to Michigan State and somehow lose to Michigan – that, that 
decisions could be a little different for Meyer, for the program, et cetera. But if they go 12-1 and one and go to the playoff, you think he's going to leave then? Mm. Well, left after a national ch- – I, I know. I don't, I don't think so, Bill. I, I don't think he would. But, you know, if, if, the, if the health is if, – if there's more to it, if it is more severe than, you know, than anybody knows at this point, if it doesn't go well for them in the month of November um, – is Ryan Day that I mean is does he seem like a, um, the number one candidate of Buckeye fans? Not that they're going to have a say, but their voices are going to be heard at least. You would think who would be the guy? I think he'd be one. I think Matt Campbell. <laughs> I saw mm-hmm. articles linking Matt Campbell to the Browns' job. They yeah, love Matt Campbell. They love him in Ohio, I and, and I love him too. I think he does a fantastic job at Iowa State, and he's an Ohio guy, so I'm cool with that. Um, I think Campbell, Ryan Day would be at the top of that list. It would attract big names, obviously. Um, but those are the two that kind of stand out to me. I, I know we, we would see where it would go. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it would happen. I still think Tom Herman would be great up here and what he's done at Texas, but there's no way that's going to happen given what happened this summer. Bill, you mentioned yeah, good point. <laughs> you, you mentioned the and, and yeah, really. dragging his name through the mud and, uh, and having to answer at home strip about club. the strip clubs. Yeah. Yes, that's got to be fun for her. But that aside, uh, back to Matt Campbell for a moment. Bill, you're an Ohio guy. You've told us before that that Ohio football connection. I don't think people here in this state realize the importance of that. A Mount Union guy, how that plays. If you can, just lay it out for us and how. It is different. It's different than than a lot of states are. Ohio football and being in that scene and why Matt Campbell is a big part of that. Well, let me ask you this, and you guys do some high school stuff. Like, the way we rule in Ohio is when I meet somebody that I don't know, the the easiest way for me to start a conversation with them is to ask them where they went to high school and then talk about that high school football program. Yeah. And Matt Campbell is from Maslin, which is – the heart of that, you know, you, you hear stories about Maslin and, and uh, McKinley and the rivalry there, and that's a national thing. And then he went to Mount Union, which was a powerhouse. We all know that, you know, in Ohio. And I just think he would consider that one of those places that I think it's going to be there for him whenever it opens up. And he's done enough at Iowa State to, to definitely attract that attention. So it's something like that. I know – and it's like that other places. I just feel like in Ohio with, you know, I, I'll put it to you this way from a personal level. I still follow the high school football scores from around the state, even though I don't have a kid in high school. I have no other reason to do it other than I'm curious who's going to win. Well, you're you're developing your little man into the next Aaron Rodgers. I, I see that all the time. And uh, the pictures that you post up there. <laughs> Bill, we have the same thing here. I'm from a small town in North Iowa, and it's wrestling. That That's a big connection that we have. So I think if maybe you, you place it that way, a lot of people, the way they talk about wrestling here in Iowa, it's football there in Ohio. Yeah, at the high school level for sure. And, yeah, you mentioned it with my kid. I mean, we do the youth league football here in Pickerington. You guys know I wrote that story earlier in the spring about how many NFL kids come up from this level, and you yeah. just see it at that level. I mean, there's parents barking at each other. There's there's coaches that it gets heated, and in a healthy way, it's not unhealthy. But you know, I think Matt Campbell would understand all that. Um, the fact that he's being mentioned in the Browns, that one kind of surprised me because I honestly, not to change the subject, but I don't think the Browns should go for a college coach. I, I think they need to go for an NFL coach that 
Lincoln Riley, that's a good idea to say out loud, but until you do it, and then you find out the guy might be over his head, whereas at Oklahoma, he could coach there forever. Indeed. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think Matt Campbell's an NFL coach. He's, I think he's, a, he's a, where he needs to be, and that's in the college game, and hopefully it's in Ames, Iowa for a long time, but I do get the fear uh, of Urban Meyer walking away at some point, and he certainly seemingly would be a name. Uh, i got to ask you about this. Uh, Tua, will he play in the fourth quarter this week, Bill? Yeah, I got a big long feature about him, you know, uh, today for Sporting News. I had a lot of fun. I just told one of our editors I've been wanting to write this story since last year, essentially, where I do think, and I'll, I'll float it by you guys and, and let you read it and go from there. Um, I think he's just like a combination of Tebow with the leadership, uh, the likability, um, with Liner with being in charge of a dynasty, and then Newton, where he's having this like single season for the ages. And, He's all of that ruled into one, and on Halloween that's kind of appropriate because he's kind of like a Frankenstein quarterback yeah. that's the perfect quarterback. And uh, I'm just blown away with how he's handled it effortlessly. And I think, you know, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they just go in and blow out LSU too. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to be tough, and I know LSU's their stiffest ch- challenge yet, but that's how good this team looks right now. And mm-hmm. Some people will complain about it. I would go the other way and say, I'm going to try to enjoy this guy as long as he's playing because it's pretty special what their offense is doing. Now, will you see the game in person? I'm going to be at Kentucky, Georgia. Okay. It, it was a you. weird curveball. Excellent for you. Yeah. I'm actually excited about it in a way because the way we justified it, and I kind of floated it by the editors, was I want to be there if Kentucky wins. Yeah. If they find a way to win, I think that would be pretty momentous. Plus, it's the biggest game in the SEC East. Not mm-hmm. to say I would ever pass up a trip to LSU, but I think, you know, we're going to do that. And um, it allows me to do some things at home. As Trent knows, the, the PYAA flag football playoffs <laughs> are Sunday, so I had to stay a little closer yes. to home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. We, we actually brought that up with you, Bill. Remember that a couple, three weeks ago when we were looking ahead to Alabama LSU and talked about, you know, Bill, if Kentucky keeps winning, is there a chance that they send you to Georgia, Kentucky? And we kind of had a chuckle a little bit about it, but you said you'd never been there and you'd love to cover a game in Lexington or somewhere along those lines. I'm glad you're going to that game, Bill. Yeah, and it's good. And it is. It's uh, it's exciting week, obviously. It's one of those weeks where I actually wish I was on the couch a little bit, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I think, like I said, I think Alabama's going to take care of business. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan's going to take care of Penn State, but it's not going to be as comfortable as people think. Okay. Um, and I like West Virginia in an upset against Texas. In Austin, boy, West Virginia looked good on the Thursday night against Baylor. Boy, that's for certain. Uh, that Iowa State loss, uh, they had some time to think about that when they were a different team when they took the field on Thursday, taking nothing away from the number 24-ranked Iowa State Cyclones. Uh, Bill, great stuff. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thank you, as always, for doing this stuff with us. Enjoy Lexington. Happy Halloween, guys. Get as much. I'm going to make my kids run and get me a lot of candy tonight. That's what's going on next. <laughs> Absolutely. You need that sugar to stay up and uh, that drive back. Good to talk to you, Bill. Thank you. Hey, no problem, guys. Uh, Bill Bender, Sporting News. Good for him going to Lexington, yes, Kentucky, yes. and Georgia. And a drivable trip. Drivable for him. Absolutely is. Playoffs are big in flag football. Apparently they are. He has to be home Sunday for that. doesn't want to be home Sunday for Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs, Brownies. I mean, that story, Trent. Baker Mayfield left Texas Tech because Patrick Mahomes saw the writing on the wall. 
Turned out pretty good for both of them. Baker Mayfield, the Heisman winner and the number one overall pick. And he went to Oklahoma to walk out. I know. I know. He's awesome. awesome story. So is uh, David Kaplan. He joins us next. Cappy brought to us by HeartlandFlags.com. Inside Chicago sports, Trent and I will go on 1700 The Champ. Catch play-by-play coverage of select NCAA games right here on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. From the Barrel, Des Moines Whiskey Festival kicks off this year and will be taking place at the River Center in downtown Des Moines, featuring two days of food, entertainment, cigars, great causes, and of course, whiskey. Don't miss Des Moines Whiskey Festival happening November 2nd and 3rd. Tickets on sale now at dsmwhiskeyfest.com. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. The pack is back and the countdown is on to catch the Iowa Wolves for opening weekend at Wells Fargo Arena. Friday, November 2nd, happy hour and magnet schedule giveaway. Saturday, November 3rd, $2 beer and a t-shirt giveaway to the first 1,000 fans. Iowa Wolves, one pack, all in. Visit iawolves.com for tickets and season promotions. What do I value the most? Setting up the guest room for holiday visitors. New sheets, fresh towels, and a warm welcome hug. And I value the JCPenney biggest home sale. You gotta go. Find amazing night-to-day doorbusters like $9.99 Select Kitchen Electrics after $10 mail-in rebate. Select $5.99 JCPenney home towels and more. Hurry in. JCPenney. Style and value for all. Doorbusters valid 11-2 to 11-3. Select times only while supplies last. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Once upon a time, many years ago, the Ronald McDonald House of Central Iowa began helping families who have a sick or injured child. Today, you can help these families and enjoy a great night out at the 19th Annual Ronald McDonald House Gala on Saturday, November the 3rd. The theme this year is Once Upon a Time, so come dressed up in your fairy tale costume and enjoy great food, drinks, and a silent auction. Reserve your tickets or table at rmhdemoine.org. That's rmhdemoine.org. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You're invited to experience great customer service and incredible deals at Billion Buick GMC in Clive. Our reviews say it all. I didn't feel pressured. It was a very smooth process. Our salesman came in on his day off. Now that's going above and beyond. People also appreciate the huge inventory, including the incredible all-new 2019 GMC Sierra. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clive or BillionAuto.com slash GMC. We are professional grade. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia Urbandale. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 The Champ. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show. Trent and I until 1 o'clock. Cappy coming up momentarily. He's brought to us by our friends at heartlandflags.com. Never any shipping charge. Any sports team, any flag, more than just sports, though, spend some time uh, online, heartlandflags.com. We're glad you did. Best way to shop. They are located here locally, but um, free shipping, so why not have them ship it out to you, heartlandflags.com. Need that new Cyclone, that new Hawkeye, you get a little tattered. You get a lot of use of it as we come toward the end of the season, uh, heartlandflags.com. Cappy momentarily, then Zubin Mahente, ESPN. Zubin uh, Sports Center, ESPN. Uh, he had to move to today for some reason, so we're kind of a little bit guest heavy here uh, in the final hour of the program. With Cappy, we'll talk about the Bears. They have a stinker this week. The first, I should say, Trent, the first place Chicago Bears. Uh, we'll talk Bears and Bulls with Cappy. We always want to get a, at least one Cub Nugget in this hot stove season that we're now into. Let's get to him, Cappy, Trent, and Ken. How are you? What's up, boys? How we doing today? Doing well, Cap. You were animated last night. We only got five minutes here with you. Uh, you were animated uh, on the television show. Uh, you did not like the way the Bulls, the lack of fight got your attention, Cappy, against Golden State. 
Yeah, that really bothered me. Uh, why I let it bother me, my wife said to me last night, we were having dinner, she said, why do you let an NBA team that stinks get you so irate? But just to show a lack of respect for the game, a lack of respect for your coach, to not compete and to stand around and just watch this guy, that really ticked me off. I can't believe that. See, if the, if the Bulls had a guy like Patrick Beverly, I could promise you it wouldn't have gone down like that. Yeah, I could promise you that. Well, the good news is, at least this winter, that the Blackhawks look better than many people anticipated. Mm-hmm. So far. So far. And getting Corey Crawford back is yep. huge. Uh, Taves looks like Taves again. And you have Patrick Kane off to another superstar start. And this young defenseman, Henry Yokihari, who's really good, mm-hmm. only 19 years of age. So there's some things to hang your hat on. Uh, we'll see how it transpires over the course of a long season, but certainly a nice start. No, no doubt about it. The Central Division, though, Cap, it's so tough, as you know. And everybody, there were three Central Division teams played last night. They all won. Um, so it's going to be an unbelievable race. To the Bears? You want to go there? Go. Well, Cap, you got to make your way to Buffalo so you can tell your grandkids about the day you got to see Nathan Peterman start a football game. Yeah, holy smokes. I mean, <laughs> if they can't beat him, uh, then they're not the team that I think think that they are i think it's a really good team and i think they're trending in the right direction but i just you can't lose to this guy you just can't no nope. uh capwell what are you hearing as far as uh, were they close making a move a major move yesterday trade deadline is actually a thing now in the nfl as you know after decades of being really just another day on the nfl calendar it's a thing uh were the bears close what did you hear uh, I did not hear them on really anything of substance. They made some calls from what I was told, fielded some calls. People always trying to see if they can steal you know, a player and go, oh, we'll give you a fourth-round pick for Leonard Floyd and take a shot. But they were not. They made their move with Khalil Mack is what I was told. Well, the injury to Kyle Long certainly going to lead to some shuffling in that offensive line out six to eight weeks. And, of course, a lot of people here wondering about James Daniels after he saw a lot more action last week. What about the offensive line and, and getting Long back? Is it realistic to have him back by the end of the year? Uh, I think Kyle Long has played his last game for the Bears personally. Really? I don't think he'll ever be in a Bears uniform again. Mm, why do you say that, Cap? Uh, because I think that this injury is going to end up putting him on injured reserve mm-hmm. so they can get the roster spot open. Mm-hmm. So that ends this season. His guaranteed money is done. Uh, I will be surprised if Kyle Long is here next year. Hmm. Uh, where we, will you be surprised, Cap, if we get to December and the Bears are where they are when we end of October and that's on top of the division? I will not. Actually, I think that they're going to be right there to win the division. I'm not telling you it's a lock, but I am telling you they're going to be right there. They have got to go out and take care of business this week. They win that game. They get to 5-3 and three with Detroit-Minnesota back-to-back in Chicago and then you go to Detroit for Thanksgiving. We'll know a whole lot more about this team at Thanksgiving evening when we sit down and have dinner after they've played the Lions. Cap, uh, wouldn't, uh, we, we wouldn't be doing our job. We have a, a lot of Cubs fans, obviously, listening to you here in Des Moines every week. Is there anything Cubs-related you can give them to tide them over for another week? Uh, nothing in terms of you know potential moves that they're going to make right now. But I will tell you this, I, I'll be surprised if they playing the Manny Machado sweepstakes at all, and I will be surprised if they end up landing either Machado or Harper. I think they'll make other moves. I don't think they're going to be playing in the $300 million pool. I don't. Starting pitcher move, relief pitcher move, is that where you're going? Uh, 
you know, you've got a lot of starting pitching. If you keep Call Hamels, which I think they will, mm-hmm. you then have Hendricks, Lester, Darvish, who says he'll be ready to roll, Cole Hamels, Jose Quintana, Mike Montgomery, Drew Smiley. I mean, I'm giving you, what, seven guys already? I don't think they're going to go out and add starting pitching in terms of a top-line guy. I think they will have an option for Brandon Morrow at closer in case he's still injured or gets hurt or can't pitch uh, back-to-back days. But I think that what they're going to end up doing is probably making a, you know, a blockbuster-type trade where they move a couple or three pieces to get one back. That's what I think happens, whether that's Whit Merrifield in Kansas City, who could play second base, fill in in the outfield a little bit and be your leadoff hitter. That's where I think their money is going. Good stuff, Cap. We'll talk to you next week. All right, boys. Have a good day. Yeah, good to talk to you. And happy Halloween to you. Sorry to you, Trent. We went long, but I had to get that in there. We'll be back with Zubin coming up next, 1700 The Champ. The ISU Coaches Game Day Show. Nothing but Cyclones. Four hours before select Iowa State football games on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's charterhouseiowa.com. Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply. On Friday, November the 2nd, the Autism Society of Iowa is holding its 30th annual Silent and Live auction to raise money for those affected by autism spectrum disorders in the state of Iowa. The event is held at the Sheraton Hotel on 1850th Street in West Des Moines. This annual event includes many wonderful items up for bid, including tickets to local events, autographed sport items, handmade quilts, and gift baskets. For more information, Google Autism Society of Iowa. And now, the worst commercial ever. Uh, Say, Jan, as a fellow respected small business professional, I wonder, who do you use for commercial auto and business insurance? Progressive, of course. They helped with a customized insurance solution for my busy florist company. I'm so glad we had this chance encounter in this busy restaurant. (laughs) Yes, that fake conversation was brutal. Whereas commercial auto and business insurance through Progressive is anything but. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com to quote today. Insurance provided and serviced by Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. It's affiliated in third-party insurers. Showplace Kitchens is now Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. We're changing our name to better represent what we do. What is it, you ask? At Showplace Cabinetry Design Center, we create beautiful, functional environments with cabinetry. Whether it's a remodel, addition, new construction, or even refacing, the designers at Showplace Cabinetry Design Center are eager to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at 3200 100th Street, Urbandale. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial vinyl print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. Build your business. At Sinorama of Ribbondale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Ribbondale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia dash Urbandale. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Conlon on 1700 The Champ. Welcome back. Thank you to David Kaplan, the Cap Man, brought to us uh, this week by Heartland Flag Pulls and Flags. Uh, we appreciate their support. We appreciate Cappy joining us each and every Wednesday. Well, let's finish up strong, shall we, TC? Zubin Mahente joins us. Uh, from ESPN as we go around the world of sports with Zubin. Zubin, good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. You know, I want to get to the college football, obviously, but I want to talk. Uh, start with the NFL in hopefully what's becoming an annual event uh, after being for forever a just a, a ho-hum day, the NFL trade deadline. All of a sudden now, the last couple of years, and particularly this year, we're seeing mo- more movement than ever. What's behind this, Zubin? You know, I think this year, the last couple of years, interesting case study. I think this year, honestly, you can trace it back to one thing, and maybe this is a little bit of an overstatement, but I actually think it's all about what Trent's team did the opening weekend of the season. I think when other teams saw what Khalil Mack could do, not that they could go out and get a player like Khalil Mack, obviously, but they could go out and get a difference-making sort of player. It was worth the risk to try. I think also a lot of teams are much more willing to give up draft picks than they used to. And I'm not just talking about maybe like a first for Amari Cooper or the rash of activity that happened yesterday, including Montgomery and Tate and Thomas. I think it's just a combination of a couple of different things. One, the immediate impact a player could make if we're willing to give up what we need to get him. Maybe not the max extent, but just the nature that maybe a tangible asset right now is more important 
than a draft pick that we may or may not hit on. So those are the two things. I think Mac and the harbinger that that kind of brought for other teams and the notion that other teams are not treating their draft picks like bars of gold like they used to. I think a lot of that is playing into what a lot of teams did yesterday. Zubin, uh, on the NFL front, of course, you got the Rams undefeated, the Chiefs up there, the Patriots. Who else do you trust? Who who else do you believe can win this whole thing? I I don't want to go down the college football path where it feels like it's one at best two teams that can win it all. Are we in the same direction of the NFL? It's always a dangerous proposition to say something like that in October. It is, but I think it's, uh, it's honest. I mean, I think you look at the standpoint, you kind of say to yourself, Think about how hard just even sustained success is for a small amount of time. Now, there was a period where Ken's favorite team was winning four or five straight division titles, and people sort of took it for granted. I mean, think about where the Eagles are at this time a year ago. They're ascending. They're going to finish as the number one seed. They're going to win the Super Bowl. They're a 4-4 four four team. You know, look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a team that with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter had a double-digit lead on the pack to go to the Super Bowl and suddenly they can't win a game, and the team seems to be in turmoil. So to your point, Trent, I am actually going to take one of those teams in the really, really small group that you gave, just because every time you look at a team that you feel like has turned the corner, whether it's the Pats, whether it's Philadelphia, whether it's Jacksonville, you look at the latter two and say, the Pats have essentially been doing this for about the last 17 or 18 years, and we are hoping that if there's a Super Bowl winner not named the Pats, that they can keep it together the following year. Look what's happened to Seattle. Look what's happened to Atlanta. Look what's happened to Carolina after going to the Super Bowl or Denver after winning the Super Bowl. Sustainability is so, so hard. And in a roundabout way, it's just another example of why what the Pats are doing is so mind-boggling. So I would actually take one of the teams in the really, really small group because it's been shown over the course of time that unless you're the Patriots, even teams like the Steelers have not been consistent. Unless you're the Steelers or the Patriots, and I have to get the Steelers out of this conversation now because they're up and down nature this year. Unless you're that team in New England, the chances of sustainability in this league have been nil, which is, again, just another feather in the cap of the Pats. Not that they need it, not that anybody wants to give it to them, but it just stands to reason that if a year from now the Rams are 5-3 and three after eight games, I wouldn't be shocked. They have a loaded roster. They're obviously built for now, and I mean now like the immediate now, not even a year from now. It just stands to reason how great the Pats have been, just because I don't think a lot of teams can put themselves into that discussion, even if we want to anoint them, whether it's Seattle or Philly or whomever. They just can't find themselves in that group. Mm. Zubin, I think um, universally of people that cover college football were shocked yesterday that Maryland decided to uh, keep DJ Durkin along with the athletic director, and um, you know everybody's getting another chance. Uh, the the college football uh, analysts that you've spoken with since the announcement was made yesterday, I have to assume, like most or like all, uh, they too were dumbfounded by the decision for Maryland to reinstate DJ Durkin. I mean, it's stunning. I think it's one of those situations where if you were looking for a harbinger last week, there was a small story put out that got some ripple effect but didn't get a ton, and that was the story that the university put out that said that they did not find what happened at Maryland or the culture of the program to be, in their words, toxic. Toxic was the big buzzword in the Adam Rittenberg, Heather Dinnick story that talked about the culture of the football program. And when the university put that statement out last week, 
I think it raised some eyebrows that basically they said it wasn't toxic, but I think a lot of people kind of felt, Ken, that it was just a turn of phrase. Well, maybe it's not toxic, maybe it's unbelievable or untenable or unacceptable. Maybe they're going to come out with some sort of word like that. They just chose, for whatever reason, to not use the word toxic. But after yesterday's news, you kind of say to yourself, you know what? I think the Board of Regents was telling us to expect something less severe than what actually Mm, happened because they told us last week it wasn't as bad in their minds as they thought it might be. It's a crazy, crazy situation with what happened with Urban Meyer, now DJ Durkin. Is it changing after the initial fire now mentality that is out there? Is college athletics maybe shifting back the other direction, or is it reading too much into two situations? Yeah, I think it's a case-by-case situation. Obviously, throw in the fact that they're playing Michigan State this weekend. I mean, I can't imagine Jim Delaney is thrilled about those two teams. They've probably given the league oh, the biggest really? black eye here yeah. in each of the last two years. Then I'm sure you guys probably heard about the story at Rutgers yesterday. It was yep. a double yes. murder plot. Yep. Um, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. I do think each of these situations um, – has to be treated individually. One, you're talking about attempted double murder. You're talking about alleged domestic violence in the other, negligent player deaths in another. So they're all very serious, and they all have to be treated individually. But I, I'm just going to be very surprised to, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure what the reaction would be when Coach Durkin and the team run out onto the field Saturday. I, I don't know what's appropriate. I'm not sure how the crowd is going to react. It's something to monitor and I think the most vociferous critics of yesterday's decision would say the only people that have paid a serious price for what has happened is the strength and conditioning coach who nobody feels bad for, Jordan McNair himself, mm-hmm. and Wallace Lowe, who essentially said, uh, I'm going to retire because I'm in some way protesting this yep. decision. There really hasn't been anybody that's really on the university side, other than Lowe, who's made his feelings clear, paid a price. It doesn't feel like D.J. Durkin has done anything but miss. 80 games, or 80 games, excuse me, 80 days. He hasn't done anything except miss 80 days. And I think for most people, that feels a little too easy. Mm. Well, the players could do something. It's interesting to see if in the next couple of days they uh, there's any talk of them boycotting the Michigan State game because apparently they were not pleased. But let's move on. There was another decision made yesterday, Zubin, uh, in a far different light and one that we do enjoy talking about. And, God, are we ever talking about it. This television show that airs at 6 Central now for the next four Tuesdays. Zubin, I didn't expect a lot of intrigue, a lot of drama, a lot of, oh, my God, what are they thinking? There wasn't. Yet I couldn't turn it off, and I didn't want to turn it off. Uh, and we spent a lot of the program talking about the college football playoff rankings. Zuma, we can't get enough of this. It's really interesting because, I mean, you guys probably, how much time do you guys spend, I'm going to guess zero seconds, debating where Iowa State could show up in this? Yeah, zero, right. Zero, right? I mean, and that's your bread and butter. Yeah. And to see them where they are and to see Iowa with where they are, that's where I think, it's really an interesting dynamic because especially when you have so much of the committee turning over, even when the committee was pretty standard and it was, say, like Jeff Long or Condoleezza Rice or Barry Alvarez or Tom Osborne or Steve Weiberg, when you had these groups of people, even then you kind of had an idea what direction they might go in, but you really didn't because other than Jeff Long or Kirby Hoka, nobody was really talking over the last few years. But now you throw in the fact that the committee has turned over so much. To me, that's what makes it intriguing. I actually wish we knew a little bit more about 
these people. Obviously, I think people know who Condi Rice is and people know who some of these legendary coaches are. But I think the thing that really makes these rankings interesting is that even the people we've got to know over the course of two or three years end up maybe making decisions, whether it's putting Alabama at fourth or Ohio State fourth or whatever the case may be, that surprises a lot of people. Now we magnify it times ten because you have really no idea what the sensibilities are of the new people on the committee. So I think it's great. I think it's great theater. It'll be great theater all the way up until December 2nd. Um, I know, you know, when they make the rankings, I would say, let's see, but prior to, like, the final rankings, I would say every week, maybe 20 people total, 20 people total before the show airs um, know what the rankings mm-hmm. are. Those are obviously people on the committee, the liaisons to the committee to get it to ESPN, our top-level management, and it's and as uh, as simple as it sounds, the graphics people that have to actually type it and put it on the screen. Reese doesn't know, Kirk doesn't know, none of our people on set know anything about what's going to be revealed until it actually pops up on the screen to really put the element of surprise in there and to essentially put them in the very same spot that you and I are watching them on TV. And I think that adds a little bit of a layer of intrigue too. Speaking of that, Zubin, take us behind the curtain. I'm always interested in this component of it. Say, for instance, uh, the NCAA tournament bracket, when it's released, and CBS, of course, has the right, something like this with the college football playoff. How many people know how difficult would it be for that information to get out? And when it did, you know, for CBS a couple years ago, we saw that bracket leak for the tournament. How big of a deal that is internally? Somebody leaks something they shouldn't be leaking. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's vital. There's never been a leak in the four years now. I guess you're going on the first ranking of the fifth college football playoff. But like I said, they keep the ter- circles very, 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 very tight. I think we maybe find out maybe 45 minutes beforehand, or sometimes it's an hour and a half beforehand, depending on what the situation is. But it's very tightly regulated. Uh, I'm not even sure I can name all the people that know it. I just know it's an extremely small group. Half the people I don't know, because I think half the people are somewhere in Grapevine or in that committee room. And then, like I said, our top, top level people know. But the key to me is there was nothing like last year when Alabama snuck into the playoff, Herb Street's reaction, you know? Mm -hmm. And I would bet a lot of people had that reaction. And to think our top college football analysts, widely respected, had that particular opinion shows how visceral, raw, and honest it is. Is it difficult to keep it under wraps? You bet. Obviously, CBS and Turner... Uh, to your point, I uh, dealt with the leaks bracket a few years ago and actually adversely affected Trent, the ratings of the show. Now, the yep. tournament selection show ratings have been going down every year for a variety of reasons, but that first year when the bracket got leaked, it just goes to show you that if it does get leaked, how fast things can spread. Because as soon as it got leaked, um, the ratings for the show cratered, and not just because they were drawing it out or milking it, it's because so many people can get so much in their hands so quickly. I know the world is not on Twitter, not everyone's on Twitter, but information tends to pass pretty quickly. And there's a little more intellectual property, obviously, I would say, to four teams versus 68, when you kind of already know 30 of the 68 already, mm-hmm. right? You kind of yep. know all the auto bids already. So this has got a little bit more of a component to it. But I love the fact that the guys on set that'll be discussing it and we trust to take us through it are as surprised or not surprised, depending on what the situation is, as we are. And that's not something that's discussed often, 
but I think it makes for great TV. Super, we have a minute left. Uh, here's my question. I'll try to do it quickly. Uh, UCF is number 12. Central Florida has Temple, Cincinnati, South Florida. They also have Navy, but uh, Temple, Cincinnati, South Florida, Florida, and then a trip. I believe, against uh, a game, rather, against Houston in the championship game. They're 12 now. They meted their schedule is in front of them. Do they have a chance? I'm not saying they're going to be in the top four, but can they be five, six, seven, depending, obviously? But can they creep that high? I think they can. I think the committee is still somewhat skeptical. I think 12 is an interesting spot, but I would say two things. Um, it's all human nature. We're only supposed to look at this year. But if they were to run the table get to the AAC title game, that would be 25 wins in a row over two years. Houston is interesting. Houston has one loss, but Houston has also scored 40 points in every game this season, every one. Mm. And they've been very explosive. They played the last couple of weeks without Ed Oliver, and frankly, the story for Houston's season has now become their offense. Derek King has become a bigger story than Ed Oliver. So I think that game could bode very well for UCF down the stretch because I think Houston will be able to put together a pretty darn good-looking resume considering the circumstances of where those two teams play and where they lie. So I certainly think 5, 6, or 7 is a possibility. I still think a lot of people feel like uh, 5, 6, 7 is too high. I don't. I know you're not supposed to take in last year, but 25 in a row. It also doesn't help the teams like Memphis, who were great a year ago, are struggling this year and they struggle to get past Memphis. All those things go into it. We're not supposed to look at last year. But I would say a team that's won 25 in a row has already gone to a BCS game, is not a Johnny-come-lately flash in the pan. And like I said, Houston continues to play well. I don't know what kind of bounce Houston could give you. It's not Tom, Tom Herman Houston. But there's a good possibility that Houston team comes into the country, uh, comes into the game as one of the best group of five teams in the country. And the best thing that UCF could probably have is to make one final good last impression. Alabama may get Georgia, and Georgia may get Alabama. That's a pretty darn good last impression. But if you're UCF, the best last impression you could probably get is Houston, all things considered. So if both teams can stay on course until they get there, I think the Knights, it'll bode well for the Knights, but I still think they're going to fall short. As do I. Zubo, you'll be back in your regular spot next week, Tuesday at about 12.15. We'll talk to you then. Have a good week, Zubin. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good to talk to you. Zuba Mejente, ESPN. Trent, we're out of time. You and Jimmy B next. What have you got cooking? Oh, we're going to be talking a little Big 12 football. Pete Mundo from Heartland College Sports. He'll be dropping by and uh, hopefully less dildo talk today. That, that's really what I'm hoping for after yesterday. Boy, Jimmy B. I knew you were going to have to live up or put up <sighs> with it because I saw his tweet on Sunday night. I don't, or was it Monday night? Uh, and then uh, the drive coming up. Yeah, from 4 until 6, we'll be back. Uh, Pat Hardy will be in. In his Wednesday spot, a lot of Hawkeye talk with him. We'll be talking NFL with Brad Gagno from Bleacher Report and uh, also a guy making picks at Sportsbet Collective like I am. He's on the NFL and uh, continue to add to my resume. I'm up to 11-5 and five now against the spread on Iowa and Iowa State games this season. Very nicely done. We will be back tomorrow at 11. All of our guests on the Dr. Stephen Fuller Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Couple of locations, 2822 East 29th Street, Des Moines, 410 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. Morehouse tomorrow, Sipple tomorrow, and a couple of others. Hope you can join us. We're on the air at 11. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon on 1700 The Champ. Hey, it's Taz. And I'm the Moose. Join us for our brand new morning show every weekday morning, Taz. That's right, from 5 to 8 a.m. on 1700 The Champ. 
You're invited to experience great customer service and incredible deals at Billion Buick GMC in Clive. Our reviews say it all. I didn't feel pressured. It was a very smooth process. Our salesman came in on his day off. Now that's going above and beyond. People also appreciate the huge inventory, including the incredible all-new 2019 GMC Sierra. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clive or BillionAuto.com slash GMC. We are professional grade. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher mortgage payments. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates so you can buy a home with certainty. It's called Rate Shield, and here's how it works. With Rate Shield, you can lock your interest rate while you shop for a new home. So if rates go up, you don't have to worry. And here's the best part. If rates go down, you get the lower rate. With Rate Shield, we really have you covered. Here are more reasons why you'll want to work with America's largest mortgage lender. For eight years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the fifth year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Rate Shield. Another way we can save you money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, racial approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial vinyl print wrap on your business vehicle, go to completeautowraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. 